So, Mots, I've been listening to some more Drake. Drizzy. <laughs> and you're thinking, some more Drake? Like, how much is more Drake? And how how much can possibly be more Drake in your life, right? Yeah, if you if you had a coffee cup, was your Drake cup already 75% full and you're like topping it, it off? Or was it completely <laughs> empty? Right. I love that. I love that metaphor. Great for our for a particular coffee house blunders podcast. Um, it's, I would say it was, it was close to empty. I'm, I'm not a, I mean, I left the world of kind of hip hop and R and B being a regular part of my playlist, like a few years ago, I would say like in my early twenties mm-hmm. and you know, the last generation of like regular rap and hip hop that I was listening to was, uh, you know, it, it was it was Eminem. It was Dr. Dre. I guess it was like 50 Cent in the game. It was, uh, you know, then, you know, I dabbled in in some older, I would say, purer forms. You know, I, I listened to some Wu-Tang and some Run DMC. Um, some Ain't Biggie nothing Smalls to mess and with. Some Biggie Smalls and Tupac as well, obviously. Yes. Obviously, um, Natch, because you really Natch. can't have hip hop. Like when I turn on my old school hip hop station here, which yep. that exists in Seattle, mm-hmm. it's literally just Tupac and Biggie Smalls all, all day. Right. Which um, is great. It, and then, uh, you know, let's not forget some of the lesser known, but of the same generation, or, or they're not the immediate ones you remember. I mean, Busta Rhymes. I loved Busta Rhymes. Busta Bust? I, I would try to keep up with Busta as he busted a rhyme. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, and um, so I, I don't consider myself like an old fuddy-duddy yet. I don't consider myself someone who's disconnected with the hip hop game and the rap okay. scene okay yes. at least as far as where i feel before it became all about blings and rims and and, and mumble and, and mumbly stuff mumble rap. I know, now i sound like one of those old guys back in my day rap and hip-hop was an urban art form it was not just doo-wops and blip-lops about blings and your lady friends um but I have to say that I've been pleasantly surprised, even though most of the the rap artists and hip hop artists that Nash, my 12, almost 13 year old in a couple of weeks, listens to, uh, we make him listen to only the clean versions. And whenever mm. we find out that he's not listening to the clean versions, he gets in trouble. Um, speaking of, you know, I feel like we we talked a lot about whatever the parenting aspect of technology is in, in last week's episode. I wanted to start with that because I he got me to listen to Dre. I mean, not to Dre to Drake. And I really like Drake, actually. I You're think good. of of all the of all the modern day artists, like he has like an original sound and message that, OK, like, I mean, he's got his he's got his songs that are, you know, I don't really feel like have a lot of meaning like the rest of them do, but I, I, I enjoy Drake. So I just wanted to put myself on the altar of whatever as a dad who is familiar with what I feel with the glory days of rap and hip hop for my generation and say that I appreciate Drake as an artist and I was wrong, whatever. So I know, I know this isn't news to you. I know you're already a Drake fan, but I think I made fun of you the last time I saw you listening to Drake when you were visiting me and Luke. I don't remember. It's highly possible. Uh, right. You know, and I'm, I'm, that's good. I'm glad, you know, I think Drake is a good, the reason that he was one of the most streamed, if not one of the most streamed artists of all time is because he reaches a level of, I, I don't want to say mainstream acceptance because a lot of hip hop that I listen to is mainstream hip hop, but even some mainstream hip hop isn't able to breach the gap of, of multiple audiences. And what I mean by that is that Drake is able to reach the the teens such as mm-hmm. your son the mm-hmm. the um kids in their 20s kids the in their 30s like us the millennials um whatever is you know even after us 
I guess, Gen Y or whatever. Um, um, and maybe even some baby boomers, but on both sides, male and female spectrums, because uh, Heather is a, is a big Drake fan, uh, too. She doesn't like all of the songs, but uh, of, of a lot of them, you know, we we um, we make kiki memes all over the place. Uh, so there's a there's a ramen restaurant downtown. It's called Kiki, but it's K-I-K-I. And and Heather sent me a Snapchat and it was all like Kiki, do you, you know, all this stuff like on, on it is pretty great. Uh, but yeah, no, Drake is able to reach all of that. And I go back a long time of, of hip hop and I've been listening to hip hop since I was, yeah, Nash's age, probably I, I got right. into it very early on. And unlike Nash, I listen to all explicit hip hop and always have, right. uh, which is good and bad. That's because I'm I, not I your say. dad. That's because I'm not your dad. That is correct. Yeah. You're better, better dad on the explicit. Uh, I think my parents never. They just didn't want to hear it because they weren't hip hop fans themselves in the Midwest. Right. But I don't think they necessarily cared all too much because um, I, I don't know. I was a pretty good child, but I think at some level what happens is like when there's so much of of, of maybe vulgarity that's introduced through movies or whatever things like there's going to be a point where Nash just listens to explicit music because it's almost harder to find unexplicit music. Right. So it just depends. There's certain ages where that becomes the threshold. But when I was really young, probably pre Nash age, I did. I did listen to unexplicit music, but then I got into MP3s, you know, and I got into Napster yeah, those... and, and all the you can't. And then you just it's harder, you know, to you get can. around that stuff. But yeah, I'm I, I'm all with you. I'm actually more of a classic hip hop hop fan. I, I, I'm I'm. Still, I'm listening to the new Little Wayne album. The Carter Five just dropped. Very excited. Um, but then I just listened to the the Kanyes and the Kevin Gates and the Travis Scotts of the world and the the Nicki yeah, Minaj's. Like Kanye, Kanye and Lil Wayne were kind of like right as I was exiting that genre as a part mm. of my regular playlist. And I don't know why. Like, I think I just it wasn't like I had kids. And I mean, obviously, we know I had kids young, right? I you know I was still listening to whatever music I wanted to. I think I just, I don't know. I, I kind of just transitioned out of, of it being something that I regularly enjoyed listening to. But if I throw on like a full album, like Dre 2001 or something, mm -hmm. like I think I can listen to it from start to finish. And I'm, to, to, I'm not inherently like, there's no like moral judgment on the explicit versus non-explicit. And I agree with you that logistically it becomes harder and harder. Right. Yeah. Um, we listen to songs. <laughs> this is kind of a funny, we listen to songs that, that have, you know, an S word in there or something. Right. Or, and, and we don't go, Sean and I don't go out of our way if we download a new song that the kids really want to hear to make sure. Cause half the time I'm like, this is explicit. I've been listening to this on the radio. I've never heard a curse. We're like, okay, it, it can't be anything, you know, that, that whatever. Right. Like, and then you listen to a Demi Lovato, like, you know, un uncut explicit. And you're like, wow, she's dropping some bombs. In that song, right? <laughs> anyway. Um, so we don't go out of our way. And, and I would say that Sean and I maintain like a pretty like good balance of like, Hey, like that's not how we talk around the house, but I'm much more corrective over like, like mean, mean words than I am about mm. explicit words, right? Like Sean and I will use curse words sometimes and maybe, maybe we shouldn't, but we, I think sometimes there's a time and a place and we're not perfect. Maybe it's something that our parents didn't like keep out of our household, but I think we're, we're much more like, Hey, like I, I get upset when like one of the, when one of the boys tells the other one to like shut up or be, or mm. is like being mean, right. More yeah. than I do about if we're listening to a song 
that happens to have like one curse word in it. Um, obviously, we've listened to the Hamilton soundtrack from start to finish a million times with the kids. And anytime Hercules Mulligan talks, well, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. Th- thank oh, God know. the kids don't pay attention too much to his over four sets of corsets line and really understand what he's talking about. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. I, I, I don't know. I mean, we ended last episode and I feel like I kind of felt bad. Did we get any feedback on last episode for my over overarching parenting whatever I was, the, the tangent I went on about looking up from your phone and putting down that device. Well, I actually, I, I followed up heavily uh, this week on, on on my own personal newsletter because it was that time of the year where I was, uh, every month on the first of the month, I sent out a newsletter, just my, myself. And a big part of this was about Look Up. So after last week, uh, Heather and I both watched, I looked, I watched Look Up um, and the video. And then I also watched, um, uh, I, it was pretty, it was pretty, there was definitely tears, a bubbling. And then, uh, H H low also, uh, watched it and, and I've, I've adjusted some of my habits since then actually, which Mm -hmm. is pretty fun. The other one, the other guy, I'm pretty sure I watched the right video. I'll have to send you the video to make sure I watched the right one. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm looking at our episode now and you didn't actually link the Simon Sinek. I didn't speech maybe i'll maybe i'll find it right here while you're there yeah because um, it was the one that he was talking about millennials um on yeah. a couch and yeah th- that's it it's a very long interview if you watch it from start to finish yeah it's um, about 15 16 minutes and i both heather and i were in the beginning it's kind of inter it's interesting to watch because he's mostly talking about millennials and like we are millennials, but I don't think he's a millennial. So he's kind of talking down to millennials in a way. And and then he kind of, you know, it's kind of hypocritical in a way. But then he adjusted at the end to talk more about like the uh, uh, cell phone and technology addiction, which I thought was good in general. That's actually the main part I wanted to focus on. Maybe you watched it a little earlier. I, I don't I don't think it's. Well, I think if you get the full context of what he does, he's like a corporate uh, sort of advisor. And they bring yeah. him in to talk about uh, company culture and uh, leadership and and the best way to establish good practices and, and sort of a healthy environment where people don't feel disconnected from why they're clocking in and clocking out, why people need purpose and to feel a, a, uh, like a part of the bigger movement, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what his books are about, if you look him up on on. Twitter, it's about leaders eat last, I think is one of them. And he talks about like a lot of tribal stuff about recognizing, um, you know, what what leadership really is. And I think there's there's a lot of really good points in there that, yes, it sounds a little harsh toward millennials. But I also think that there's some truth to the fact that um, I've encountered a lot of younger people. I would I don't even consider us millennials, which is this is the weird thing, right? Like I actually consider the 92 cutoff. There's so many things if you look into it. Like when was the real cutoff of this sort of generation that is really struggling in some ways to like overcome the poisons of technology and the disconnect that they've been able to live their lives with where like they've been, you know, rather than confronting difficult relationships, they unfriend this person on Facebook. And and what happens as those people grow up and, and actually need to start like challenging themselves to self-reflect and grow when basically there's been an environment of like not not dealing with some issues head on, but basically disconnecting yourself from them. Yeah. And I don't think it's I don't I, I don't think it's uh, meant to sound that hypocritical. I think he's very much like on the side of, hey, this is a this is a cultural systemic problem. It's not 
you know, an issue that you can like expect to just change overnight, you know? Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And that's kind of his message, I think. Not so much to like call out or make people feel bad about themselves, but I think there's a lot of like cultural issues where like you're at dinner and everyone's on their phone or like, yeah. you, you know, like the whole look up message is like, you don't establish relationships by not having a conversation with someone, you know, yeah. and he's all about committing yourself to the process. Like you can skip brushing your teeth one night. And you're not going to get cavities, right? But if you, so one act of anything doesn't really make a difference, but you commit yourself to a process of something without having to see the immediate benefits. And those are how you experience like true fulfilling goals. And I do mm-hmm. believe that there's a generation of people I consider after the 9294 movement that stand at the bottom of a lot of mountains and say, and they, they understand idealistically what, what it takes to get to the top of that mountain. They know they want it. And they're actually maybe philosophically very wise about what it means, that responsibility, but they're unwilling to climb the staircase to get there. Mm. And that's kind of his point is that it's yeah. not. And, and I think that's the issue is like you have to commit to one step at a time, even if the task is insanely daunting. And I think there's a lot of like he was saying, it's really sad. He goes in these places and he talks to somebody and they're like, yeah, I'm going to quit. And he's like, why? Like, they're like, oh, I'm not making an impact. And he's like, you've been here for three months, you know, yeah. and it's just anyway, that's kind of his point. But sorry, yeah, not to defend I, Simon Sinek, but, you know. Yeah, as he got further on, there's ups and downs of his debate, I think, because to me, as we were sitting there watching it, it was I could see how that, yeah, this is some people, but not necessarily everyone. There's different parts that are different people. So he was took a lot of different aspects that maybe not every single person is, but maybe people have different aspects like that because we're definitely on our cell phones more. But I don't you know, I definitely do want to make an impact, but I'm not like, oh, it's been two years. I haven't made an impact. I'm gone. Right. I want to, you know, work with my manager, see what we can do, things like that. So everyone's a little bit different. But it's always a good watch. I really enjoyed it. The look up one, I think, had a little bit more impact on me, which is the one that I linked to in my newsletter. And, uh, you know, for me, it was it was what I've been trying to do more is if. Heather and I leave the house, we go out to dinner, we go do stuff. I just, I, I actually, now I'm physically just leaving my cell phone um, at home. I don't have to take it with me uh, in general because I'm like, I don't know, what do I need it, right? Heather's a lot better at not taking her cell phone out at all. But on occasion, I'm tempted to ch- check something or get a Pokemon or something for no reason, for literally no reason. So um, so that's what I've been doing. and and. Um, and, and Heather's like, oh, why are you leaving your cell phone at home? I was like, I have everything I need right in front of me. You. Boom. Get some <laughs> Boom. bonus points. And you just want even more bonus points. Yes. Bonus points. Uh, but you know what? Going back to our original conversation about coffee cups and Drake in the beginning of this conversation, I uh, got a new coffee cup in the mail. Um, someone was very sneaky, sneaky and somehow found out where I live. Not a listener. That would be that would be not OK. Uh, but um, a co-podcaster, I came home to who could uh, this not person one. Be? I don't know who this person is. Maybe his name is Daniel Wrench, International Master of Chess. Um, <laughs> International Master of Chess. I love that. That sounds like you're dubbing me. Twitch streamer extraordinaire. Uh, I came home to two, not one, but two chess.com coffee cups. And I used them that week on my Twitch stream. And I and I. uh and I talked all about them. I was very excited. Every time I take a sip, I would put it up to the camera. And well, where, where where is this stream? Link link me to this thou art stream with. A, I want to clip a scene of you using these mugs. Well, so the problem here is I I got to see if I deleted are you, this. Are you one. not saving your vods? 
so here's the problem. So this one I did delete because I accidentally flashed a little personally identifiable information. Uh. Uh, but it was an old address. It wasn't a new address. It was about three addresses old. But I, then I found myself that I should not leave that video there in case I miss something else. So um, I'm, I'm I'm totally with you on that. And, and yeah. I'm generally very paranoid about that. I'm sure I've had made mistakes and I but, you know, we both have our own reasons and history we don't need to get into, but it would probably surprise a lot of our listeners to know that, you know, people on the Internet can be mean. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when they're closed for abuse or cheating, they can be very angry and attach themselves to the person that for some reason, most people believe I do everything on the site and I've made every personal decision of the thousands of people we've closed. <laughs> and uh, I just say that actually one of my, one of the worst guys who has been a regular sort of like threatener came back recently, which is sort of, I don't even tell Shauna about these anymore. It just upsets yeah. her too much, but you know, um, yeah, no, it's a real thing. You gotta be, and I, uh, I actually, I don't know if you do, but I, I actually pay for a service that helps keep information about me offline. I can't keep my birthday. Yeah, I can't keep my birthday or whatever because like it, like someone did a Wikipedia page and obviously my birthday is on like that and Twitter because I think it's required to be verified or whatever. But I do try to keep a lot of other things off about my current whereabouts, not where I'm from, but my current. Anyway, it's interesting. Yeah, you're going to have to send me that an email. And let me know which what you're using, how you like it, what you pay for, because I, I do a pretty good job. You know, all my all my domain names are in my company or I mask them or whatever. And that's all separate and far away PO box and things like that. And I'd even thought about changing there. I did. I took a step further when I got my PO box, I made it. So it wasn't even the closest like post office. I got a post office that's literally far away from me. So like it's not even close if someone wants oh, to get the PO box. Look at this. If so, I type, where does Daniel wrench uh, live, live is the next recommended thing. So someone has gosh. searched this before. So oh let's Scary. see, where does Daniel Wrench live? This will be in fun. Arizona. The listeners will be interested to find out if actually this is great. This, this tells me my service is working. Like everything on top is like all the things that you would expect. It's like AMAs on Reddit or like, you know, Twitter and this and that. But I think you would really have to dig. I, I'll do this later, but I do dig every once in a while and see if I can figure out my address online. That's a good idea for most people. I do. I do Google myself on occasion on incognito and just try to find things out. Right. And you know, anyone can get anything if they're really going to go deep enough, but you can at least mask things. But uh, but I want to say thank you back to our original comment. I want to thank you for the beautiful chess.com mugs. Uh, we also had a, uh, a, I believe, a listener and also a chess player tweeted us with uh, his new chess.com mug, too. I'm going to try to find his That's name. Right. This guy further was awesome. Down. He said he can finally drink coffee and, and like how it's meant to be done. Exactly. I, no, I can, too. Yeah, yeah, it was it was quite but lovely. You didn't tweet back with your. It was so funny that he did that because I swear when the when the picture when I first saw the tweet, I thought it was you for a split second because I because I knew I had sent you these mugs. Yeah. And I was waiting for you to like tell me that you had finally received the mugs. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking for this is Olive. Yeah. G underscore ITS. Jits. There it is. Um, Got it. At last I can drink coffee in peace. So I only saw like the the shirt and I didn't look at the face yet. I know you don't look like this gentleman. 
but at first I at first I was like, oh, it's Mott. And I was like, wait, that's not Mott. Who is that guy? <laughs> so. I will take I was going to take a I'm going to take a photo with mine. I, I, I was I was crafting it all up and getting it ready. And then I forgot. So but I then I got on my Twitch stream and, and it was good to go. Oh, this person also has a Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash G.I.T.S. 23. He does gaming for charity, which is really great. So, wow. um, yeah, there you go. We're just saying, cool. you know, talking shout all about out it. to uh, Olivia, whoever you are, with your amazing coffee mug and beard. I must say, I enjoy the yeah. beard. Yeah, I aspire to be yeah, that beard one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this. There's a photo. Uh, we're now we're stalking this. Now we're stalking this guy. Um, <laughs> we're, we're doing. Well, we hope people don't. Let's. Where does this guy you, live? Let's find him. Oh gosh, did I ever tell you the story of the the random purse that was in the hallway? The random person that was in the hallway. We can't. That sounds home. like this, the, the girl on the train. That sounds like it, the beginning of a horror movie or a. It you know, totally. A I, I totally was. I might have. I'm already told this, but I'll tell it again really quick. Uh, in general, and this will talking about our internet and technology usage. So, I came home one day. This was in our old place that we used to live. We came home one day, and there was we were walking past down the hall where we got in, and there was this purse on the like outside of the recycling center, like the the trash area. And I go, oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know, maybe someone left it and they were like taking things in and out. And about 20 minutes later, I went and I actually had to take out trash. So I walked down and the purse was still there. It was a big purse, like one of those big fit everything in a purse purse and took out the garbage. And then I was like, that's weird. Maybe it just fell, you know, and then I took like a peek inside and it was full of just everything like cell phone, wallet, it everything. Was, and I, it was a Mary Poppins purse. Like you could start pulling like a lampshade out of it. Yes. Right? So that much reminds me of the story. Everything. I'll let you finish. Yeah, go ahead. Everything. So I'm like, that's not okay. Why is this purse out here? So I go, Heather, we got to do something about this purse. And we pick it up, we grab it. And, um, and, and I go walk around the floor and I go, Hey, did anyone like, see someone? Is someone missing a purse? And I was like, I no, maybe like, like here's something. It, alarms were going to go off and like gates were going <laughs> to shut and like you had failed to test. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there was a bomb. I, don't, I have no idea. I'm like freaked out. So inside of this is like the, is, is her, this, this lady's ID, like her phone, there's like a thousand messages on it. I'm like, someone got snatched. Like this is terrible. Right. Um, and all we knew was a name. So we knew a name. So we get right away. I get on Twitter, Heather gets on Facebook and we can find the, the girl really easily on Facebook. Like, boom, I just Google her. Boom, there she is, right? Seattle. Person's name, Seattle. Boom, that's the person. But it's a private Facebook, but not private enough where you can still see that person's friends. So I find all of their friends. And through one of their friends, I see where they work together because they had mentioned her in this post of where they work. So I find that... that that person and I and I I then call that person like oh no she's not working tonight or something like that and I'm like okay so I message her we message her on Facebook we message her friend on Facebook and then but we know everything about this girl because there's like there's hints there's like a, a a trail right there's this trail of friends of friends that have photos of this friend of where potentially this person lives or like I know where this girl works for no reason right, right. it's very strange. And, um, anyways, we, we find out that the one person, um, uh, messages back on Facebook and her friend had had, uh, a, um, had a seizure like in the building and she's okay. Um, and she came and got it later that night, but anyway, it was just a crazy story. story. 
this is crazy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. So there you go. Wow. That's my my yeah my story. That's, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. I, I first of all, I never heard that story, and I so is she she's okay now, and you and she retrieved her purse. She retrieved her purse. Yeah, she was very thankful, like really, like really, you know, thankful. Her friend was thankful, and um, yeah, she didn't live in the building. She was visiting her friend in the building, and it was her friend in the building, which is the one that we contacted because, of course, like she had some, you know, photo that was like basically our building. And we're like, oh, there you go, right? That's you know, it's not not hard to find people. Um, but yeah, she's great. She was good. It was like a good good end to the story at the end of the day. Um, yeah, just in general. So wow. crazy. Well, that's awesome. And you didn't. Like you didn't feel bad, even though you kind of had to dive into the contents of her purse, right? You never go into the contents of a woman's purse, but in this yeah, case, we did all, we, 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 we were very thoughtful. Like we, you know, and I was like, I don't like, is a purse. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't, what I'm like, what if something happened? I don't want to get my fingerprints on it. So like, I took like, like a tissue and I'm like, let me get the phone out and the per, you know, the wallet out. And that's all we took. I didn't take anything else, but, um, you know, and that was it. It was very, it very it's like a movie just like you're saying yeah. it's like well, a movie so the uh it reminded me a little bit of what's the one with will smith where like he like is being chased by gene hackman and all these people about the state state of security state oh well, enemy of the state enemy of the state right where like yep. mm-hmm. he accident like he ends up getting like a phone that he thinks is his and i, I don't mm-hmm. know, honestly i don't remember the plot so <laughs> like <laughs> that you were totally right no somebody slips like uh i think uh, a cell phone into his pocket right and that cell phone has stuff and then yeah it's just out so of it's like you Will guided Smith this is... purse but in this case it was what really happens in real life which was that it was a total accident and you were acting as a good samaritan and and thankfully a little bit of investigating that's where technology can really help right and your story reminded me of a story even though i don't even know how we got on this topic because we're talking about what public <laughs> records we can find of ourselves but that speaking of public records that this reminded me of we, me and Shauna years ago now, like it must've been like eight years ago. Cause when Warner was two back when we only had two kids, man, those were the days. Um, <laughs> we took a, we took a family road trip uh, up to Yosemite and it was, it was, I had been at chess.com for a couple of years. Right. And the team was still so small. It was just a little bit. I was going there for a mini meetup to hang out with Eric and Jay. And we decided we were going to kind of take a, a road trip, a long route and go up to Yosemite and the Redwoods. And we went and saw General Sherman, mm. which is the biggest, fattest tree. I don't know if you know that General Sherman. And mm-hmm. while we were, after we visited General Sherman tree, actually, we were driving back up and there were, there was a whole family of black bears and everyone, it Whoa. always says like, don't stop the car if you see bears. And of course, everyone stopped and everyone's out. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and if the baby bear starts to come to your car, you get back in the car because you don't want to, you know, piss off mama bear. Anyway, but at the end of that, we come down off Yosemite and we and we stop at like one of the first gas stations because we needed gas. And then we drive on to California. Everything's fine. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. Shauna had left her wallet there Uh. and her wallet had everything, credit cards and, I, you know, her driver's license, um, you know, everything but her cell phone. Nowadays, you know, she uses one of those cell phone wallets that has everything in one. What's funny is she probably mm-hmm. never would have forgot it if it was the cell phone wallet, right? But because the wallet was still separate from her cell phone back in those old days, old school days, back in my day, we had wallets and cell phones that weren't just <laughs> one. Um, and, and and so then we realized it when we got to uh, when we got to San Jose, and uh, we basically you know called and canceled all the cards. We did the whole trip without it and drove back. And when we got back home in our mailbox was a wrapped up parcel, like very, very tight parcel package of the wallet. And it was sent there with a written note from, uh, 
from uh, Ro- Rosia, Ro- Rosie. Rosie was like mm. one of the attendants at this Chevron. And she said like, hey, you left this. I would want someone to return to me. I sent it to the address on your driver's license. And she returned our uh, Shauna's wallet. Shauna had oh, already wow. canceled every card and, you know, for security because we didn't know. Right. But um, we ended up getting everything back in her wallet. And that was, again, all the person did was like saw the wallet and like sent it to the address on the driver's license. And Bob's your uncle. So. Wow. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, you know. It's a um, crazy world. Crazy world. But speaking of Mary Poppins style purses, we just saw Mary Poppins with the kids. We do this. The movie. Did I tell you about our, our Netflix family movie night? Yes. Have I told you yes. about that? Yeah. So we order <laughs> yes. movies, these old school movies. Um, and uh, we we got Mary Poppins in the mail. And Shauna always jokes with the kids that she has a Mary Poppins purse, that anything the kids need, it's always in the back, right? It's like, mm-hmm. and they're like, how do you always have what we need? And she's like, I told you, it's magical. It's a magical purse. Um, so now they finally get the reference. They watch Mary Poppins. And uh, so now they know when mom says she has a Mary Poppins bag, what she means. What do they, so. what do they think of that one? You know, it's 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 a little slower than I remember. Obviously, it's a musical, mm-hmm. um, which is I think Hazel just loves the musicals. And I think Warner secretly does, too. Um, it's a little bit boring for Nash. Um, he kind of right now is in that stage where he's tortured through family movie night, would much rather mm-hmm. go upstairs and play Fortnite with his friends. Um, so, you know, that's like a just like a dad pro tip. What you do in those cases is you over you discipline them before the family movie night about something so that then the family movie night is a relief and they're now they're not mad about the Fortnite thing right so mm-hmm. it's like it's like reverse psychology right yeah. i'm like hey guys we're not playing Fortnite for the rest of the night what why oh dad oh, i hate you yeah. right and i'm like no we're not doing this tonight you guys have played it's great we're just gonna hang out maybe we can play a board game whatever and like you know so he's already been mad for like an hour then it's like hey guys now we're gonna have family movie night you can't play video games anyway might as well let's have some popcorn and have some ice cream yeah okay no it's not that bad <laughs> i'll do it i'll do it so you have to like really set the tone before you unleash that tonight's a family movie night because it's not something we just do like every sunday it just happens whenever the netflix movie arrives and we decide we have time so anyway, that's like a pro tip, like lower their expectations before you're going to make them do something they don't want to do. And mm. and you're golden. So there you go. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we um, last night I went to go see this movie. It's based off. A, a, I think it's a children's book. It's called The House with a Clock in Its Walls. Have you yeah. heard of this? Yeah, we almost saw that. But instead, we saw Smallfoot. Uh, yeah, I would recommend probably not seeing it. It's not bad it's not good it's in between and i'll tell you why i didn't know anything going into it but i just wanted some chocolate popcorn and my buddy aaron right. wanted wanted to go too so we went and go saw it and it was like the last night in the cinerama so we're like yeah, let's go do it and um you know it has jack black it has kate blanchett who's phenomenal and looks like she's 30 in this movie it's i don't right. know how they did it right. um and the kid is pretty pretty okay too and it's a fantasy movie, but at the same time of it being a fantasy movie, it 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 it, it kind of didn't have its own identity. And I'll tell you what the problem with this movie was, is that one, it wasn't sure if it was trying to be a scary movie or not, because there's definitely aspects of the movie where I was like, oh, that's not OK. Like, like if I was a 10 year old, like I'd be scared just out of my seat. Just I jumped in, in parts and it was like dark, but only in certain parts. Right. But then. 
it didn't know if it wanted to be serious. Like, I don't know if Jack Black was like, I need some fart jokes in this movie for me to be part of it <laughs> because there'd be parts where me. there was this just for me. I need just, these jokes. I, I made the joke at the end. is like, I'm assuming Jack Black like read the script and he's like, oh, there's this big like hedge, you know, catch or whatever that can walk around because it's a magical movie. He's like, but this this cat has to fart and poop everywhere. Um, and he's he's inserting where and how this cat poops uh, and i'm just like poops leaves by the way you know what i mean uh so i was like i don't uh, is it trying to be funny is it trying to be serious is it trying to be dark um so it was a little bit in between on it like i really i think can't kate blanchett was amazing and jack black was just fine as you would right. uh, suspect but um yeah i don't know it's like yeah whatever but that's the thing is like if i had an eight-year-old i'm like i think that they would have like nightmares from right. some of the parts of it but yeah, I've 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 heard similar reviews um, from different people just as far as it was weird. Like you're like, eh, uh, right. That's that's the sound. Yeah. they make. Eh, uh, yeah, you know, you know, it's a... I could probably do that. So, uh, like that's the sound. what what's the sound for for venom? What's the venom sound? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not going to let the kids see it. Nash was like. Dad, can I go see Predator? I'm like, it's rated R, dude. He's like, what? So what? You know, I. So then here's the the fun part of a 12 year old. He's like, I see rated R movies all the time, and I go, oh really? What rated R movies you see? So now he's busted himself. Uh, just when we spend the night, like you know, like not bad ones. I'm like, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't say I'm old enough and big enough, like to do what I want. Like you gotta mm -hmm. let me see this movie, Dad. And then not tell me why you think you're like. I'm like, oh, you know. So then he admitted he had seen one of those movies like like super bad or something which is just going to mm. be full of you know vulgar humor right so mm -hmm. i'm like hey nash like you want to tell me anything about those movies like what no <laughs> no way i mean i didn't see we you know um that's not what it was like, it was um i was Disney. basically just playing fortnite while everyone else was watching it that's <laughs> <laughs> basically an r-rated movie at this point have you heard these kids on xbox yeah. um yeah so no. anyway but i i uh i've heard mixed reviews i kind of i kind of want to see venom because i'm curious how dark they make it but then i'm like i don't again you, you know my theories on marvel right now right like my my soul is owned on the journey of thanos here like i mm -hmm. I, I gotta see this particular storyline out to the conclusion nothing else is required of me it's all optional yeah so this is yeah this is i just i have a feeling it's gonna be terrible that's my yeah. that's my analogy yeah uh well that's it buddy that's all i got today yeah, me too yeah well thank you for um keeping me up to date on your drake situation it's a very important situation yeah. gotta have some drake in your life um thank you again for the mugs uh if people don't know where can people buy those mugs can they buy those i, I should probably i think there's like uh like chess.com merch merchandise there's a new i bought yours from our merch store from Streamlab, but we're about to launch a new merch store. Exclusive. Copy Ex House Blunders exclusive. Oh no, we should do that. But no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the link to our merch store right now. Because this uh We should do some giveaways when you launch your new merch store. Yeah. For the for the podcast. We'll do a contest. How does that sound, all listeners? Yeah, we, we'll we definitely gotta do that. I'm just trying to Yeah, let's set it's, that up. It's actually really fun. We actually um hired a guy uh just to work on the merch store he's just oh, a, nice. so it's just merch.chess.com so let me oh. 
you know, pretty complex and hidden. Did it? Yeah, it's not it's not even this this is a exclusive teespring.com t-shirt. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Merch.chess.com. Oh, That's the one we're going with. And nice. um wholesale chess has had some stuff of but this is the one we're building out. This isn't even like mm-hmm. announced to the public yet. So well, I guess I just screwed that up. Um but because this isn't like ready Freddy, Freddy ready, but it's getting there. Okay. Well, I can cut um, this from the episode if you want, or is it just a coffee house exclusive? <laughs> No, yeah, coffee house exclusive. People now know it's coming, and they can go there and order a Pro Chess League. The Pro Chess League shirts. If you get to page three, these are snazzy. Oh, these are cool. I these like are these. Sexy. Yeah, yeah. I do like these. This is cool. Support your team. Yeah. So I think wow. I think during the Pro Chess League season, this merch store is really going to hit it off with our fans. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, any like Hooters, well, I hope we had a good podcast here. I don't know. I blacked out through half of it, but you know. Mm-hmm. That's what you do. That's what you do. Well, <laughs> That's buddy. what you do, Danny. <laughs> That's what you do. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, thanks for the mugs. Thanks yep. for being my life partner. And uh, I'll talk to you next week. Ditto.